Hey everybody, thank you for downloading this episode of Out Front with AJ and Nick here on the Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. You can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. And you can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. Joining me over the interwebs and Skype is my good buddy, AJ Signary. AJ, say hello to the people. Hey, man. Doing the Jericho, making it work. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, today we are recording this. It is Valentine's Day, and I am spending it with my Valentine. Hi, honey. Hi. There it is. Uh, So, being the liberal men that we are, we are simply saying that, you know, sure, AJ is my hetero life mate. That that works for me. I don't care. It's (laughs) Valentine's Day. I'm going to dinner with my mommy. Okay, tonight. if you want to be my homo life mate, that's fine. I mean, I'm I'm cool with it. I just there's a lot of flab and oil that would be involved in that relationship, and I'm not sure they make enough. Well, as as let's just make this perfectly clear and be on the record. Um, I'm not a bottom. Let's just make that perfectly clear. Um, I mean, I figure we could at least switch it up. Occasionally. No, you can't, you can't you can't fuck up this face. I'm just saying that I'm right now. <laughs> just pays the money. <laughs> oh God! Uh, all right. Well, now that we're done hitting on each other, at least for a little bit, um, it's it's Valentine's Day, which means it's February fourteenth. It is a Tuesday, uh, and if you live on the planet Earth, chances are you heard about a little story coming out of Washington D.C. And I am in a good mood right now, but we're going to see how quickly I can undo that, because folks. Oh, my God. The National Security Advisor just resigned. His name is Michael Flynn. Uh, if you're one of these people who exists in the world and is seeing this on social media, and goes, ah, ah, that's no big deal. Shocking, whatever, and moved on. This is a big deal. This points to a lot of problems that are going on in this administration. The exact problems of having an unqualified president that people were warning you about. If you are the like one Trump supporter who listens to this podcast, fuck you. Uh, please keep listening, but fuck you and here's the deal this guy was open to blatant blackmail from the russian government to the point where in all those old movies you used to watch where the russian government we will tell the entire world what they sick the great thing perverts you are unless you release to us many secrets to politburo and kremlin that's the kind of shit we're talking about here we're talking about that. But realistically, I honest, I'm going to be honest with you, folks. I don't give a shit. I don't care about that particular little thing. Because this all stems from a conversation that he may or may not have had with the Russian ambassador dealing with the economic sanctions that were laid in as a result of the election hacking that Obama put in before he left office. So here's the deal. Why is this a bigger deal than people that not a bigger deal, but why is this such a problem? It is a perfect example of everything that is wrong with the Trump White House from the press secretary who lies on a daily basis to his senior advisor who lies on a daily basis to the president who lies on a daily basis. And all of these people are allowed to get away with this shit over and over and over again because not it appears to me at least no one is able to just stand up in the room and go, hey, fucko, that's not true. No one is doing that. And I don't understand why. And when they I do think you do- know why. Please. It's everything we've been saying up to this point that he's gonna have nothing but yes people 
and allow him what the hell he's going to do. I mean, essentially, you have the fox running the hen coop at this point. But but here's the thing, AJ. I, I, I see what you're saying, but in the press briefing, in that room, there are reporters from CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Chicago fucking Tribune, the... Uh, you know, Breitbart's in the room, which, okay, if they're not going to do anything, fine. But you've got legitimate reporters in that room with that asshole that Melissa McCarthy has managed to skewer better than any impersonation that I've ever seen. But I don't get it. I don't... Here's, this is really the question I wanted to get into today with you, AJ, is this. At what point when an administration lies through the press secretary, lies through the people that they have appear on the Sunday morning shows, makes veiled threatening comments from a dude named, uh, is it Steve Miller? Stephen Miller? Whatever the... the, the, the Stephen the, Miller, yeah. Yeah. Okay, first of all, fuck you for using that name in, in for evil because the Steve Miller band is, the greatest, is one of the greatest rock bands of all time. So again, with the fuck off to you, sir, who <laughs> looks like, I think they called him uh, <laughs> Gargamel... A young Gargamel on uh, the Daily yes. Show, which was perfect. I liked that. Although I, I got more of the uh, the Giovanni Riesby character from the movie Ted than anything else. You know, that, oh, I, yeah, I can you see, see that. that weird dance with the straw in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But, but I'm asking you, this is the question, AJ. Granted, for years people have said politicians are corrupt, politicians lie, but it has mm-hmm. never been on this scale, and it has never been this blatant, blatant to the point where it insults your fucking intelligence. And I, what, what pisses me off to no end, and what I cannot understand, is you will have uh, right wing people, Trump supporting people, who I know, who say, "Well, you would have done anything Obama says," and you look at them and go, "Absolutely fucking not." I go, if Donald Trump woke up tomorrow morning and said, hey, guess what? Wake up tomorrow and go kill every Muslim you see. Would you go do it? And they would say no. Not the crazy ones. I'm talking about normal people who happen to have voted for Trump. There are, they do exist. Would you do it? No. Okay, well, let me tell you something. I hated the Obama drone program. I hated the, the, the secret way in which it was done. Made me very uncomfortable. The immigration raids that were taking place on the south and west side of Chicago and were taking place in other major metropolitan areas was a thing that I was against. However, I also counted on the fact that the man himself was a fundamentally honest and decent person who was trying to make the best out of a bureaucracy and a system that doesn't necessarily always allow for the most honest stuff to come out. That I get. I understand diplomacy. I get that you can't walk into the room with the North Korean dictator and say, hey, you're a dictator. You can't do that with people. That I've understood. But to be able to stand up there and say, again, it wasn't... John Oliver made it best. We have a president who will blatantly tell you while standing in the rain, it is sunny out. That happened. The lies that yeah. come out of this administration are so fucking mind-boggling to me that, that people are standing for it. When people start going, you know, it'll be worse with Pence, fuck that. Mike Pence, as horrible as he is, is a lifelong politician, and there is to some degree, honesty in what he has to do. What this is, 
I, I, I don't even understand. I, when you wake up, AJ, in the morning and you see National Security Min Administrator resigns, Kellyanne Conway goes on, he decided to resign, and that's the story for the first two hours. And the press secretary hits the fucking briefing room and says to the world, no, Donald Trump demanded his res resignation. You go, well, well, which is it? And I'm willing to bet it was the first one, but it made Trump in his own head seem like he didn't get to say the words, you're fired. So then he has to go, ahead and say that and also they said fired him they didn't say asked for his resignation so they wanted that narrative out there they a man baby is president i'm sorry i don't it was eight minutes and i i apologize but <laughs> jesus tap dancing christ every day with this aj it's exhausting it's it exhausting. it's exhausting and 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 I'm, where are you at right now? I mean, I, I I hear what I hear in your voice when I talk to you about this stuff because I get all worked up. Is just this? Yeah, this is kind of like it sucks, but it's kind of fun to listen to Nick lose his fucking mind. Like, where are you at? Because as much bullshit as you've dealt with your whole life with politics, this isn't the same. This isn't normal. This isn't the normal level of bullshit. Or am I wrong? No. No, it's not. And, you know, I was having a conversation with some friends yesterday for lunch about this. And, you know, like we, we've seen this before, particularly with the Stephen, um, excuse me, the, the, the Flynn situation where um, Reagan and the Iran Contra or the Iranian hostage crisis, um, Nixon. We've seen this before um, where people lie, cover things up, um, do unethical uh, maneuvers for political if not personal gain for whatever their purpose is but this administration is playing a whole new ball game i mean if we had a look at this through a basketball metaphor you know you have you know you're not playing you know duke you know if you're playing like an established Democrat or Republican president, you know, you're, you're dealing with a Duke. You know, they they play playing, playing a very conventional if, basketball game. If I may, they're, if they're, I may, they're very established. AJ, if I may, they're playing within a system. You see, because Duke players <laughs> play within a system. Okay, we don't have one and done players here. We have four year players, unless of course they're very talented, in which case I allow them to leave after one year, because we have a system here at Duke. Exactly, you know, but when you're dealing with, like, say, <laughs> a Pittsburgh or... Uli uh, Pui. Uh, Uli is also a good example. I mean, I mean, the point is that when you're dealing with, like, a whole different team, this being Trump, who is not doing the conventional ways of politics, the conventional way of public administration, um, it's just hard to tell what's going to happen, you know? Um, you can read any textbook with any masters of public administration or masters in um, urban policy, whatever the case is, or in political science, um, doing with practical politics. This is different because Trump is um, an open wire that everyone is seeing. And we're actually seeing the rawness of 
the very problems that we're seeing in politics and bureaucracy, um, dare I say, like capitalism and a few other things. And this is the very this is the very first time we're all seeing this. I mean, we we've seen previews of it through other presidents and other congresses and the alike, but this is the first time that we're actually dealing with something that's so so raw. Bad. So, I mean, we got to do something, but we don't know what that is because this is the first time we're going to do it. And no one wants to say anything besides certain journalists and certain people just calling bullshit out when it needs to be called out and everything. And I applaud some of those people who do that to Kelly Conway, to Sean Spicer, to whoever they're speaking with and everything. But I think we really need to step up the game a little bit. And keep calling bullshit out because if we don't, then it's going to be a very, very long four years. This is this is the third week, yeah, of Trump's administration. Let me say that one more time. This is the third week, not month. Third week. We're not even into the hundred days of a Trump presidency, and it feels. What are your thoughts? I. <laughs> the, the, the fact, or you just that stunned that there's nothing to say. Well, no, but the fact that it's the first, like you said, it's the first three weeks. It's been three weeks. It does not feel like it's been three weeks, my very good friend. It feels <laughs> like it's been three years. I turn on the TV. I, I tell people this all the time. I wake up angry. I go to bed angry. And I go to bed confused. And I don't understand. And I sit here. And, and, and yeah, there are a couple people who try but it feels like even the people who are in a position to do anything about this don't seem to give a shit. And it's like I I feel like I feel like people are fighting they're fighting for what's normal and to hold on to what's normal and and keep it there when that is no longer an option that they have the normal delivery in how they present uh news and how they 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 talk about certain issues and then, like, insanity happens, and they go right back to, well, here's... And it's just, here's another round table of people telling you about it, and now we're going to react to this insanity. And, oh, wait, here's some more later on in the day. That That's... My reaction to all of this is, is literally that. It's just this, will somebody please step the fuck up and, and challenge these guys... In, and 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 these women in on the same level that they're at it's it's that line from the untouchables that bringing a knife to a gunfight because if you just keep making all that noise nobody's going to stop because you're constantly reacting no one is being proactive right now there are fights coming t- t- today today Donald Trump signed an executive order that allowed for them to pull back regulations from companies and government and, and, and governments that they give money to. Not that they give money to for, for taxes, but like just straight up payments that needed to be reported to the government. So the government knew how much money ExxonMobil was giving to Vladimir Putin or was giving to other government officials, and they had to keep a record of that. They no longer have to do that as of 1 o'clock this afternoon. That's legalized corruption. That's Citizens United on a global fucking scale. 
Where am I, what is my reaction to that? My reaction to that, AJ, is, oh, good, fuck it, we're all going to die. Right? Yeah, there it goes. I, I, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I just, my brain hurts, and I want to go to bed, and I don't want to wake up for another three and a half years. Can you just put me into a medically induced coma? I, I, I could try, but um, it, it didn't pan out that well with Michael Jackson. Well, you know, I've, I haven't done things to my skin, so I got that going <laughs> for me, which is nice. Well, that's true, but I mean, here's the thing. We all knew that this was going to be um, a sideshow from the word go. Not a lot of people believed it. A lot of people are like, let's just give it a chance. What's the worst he can do? I mean, we have checks and balances. We have, you know, Congress doing their job. We have, you know, Supreme Court doing their job. But when you have. more and more looking like a more conservative Supreme Court, um, then you have no checks and balances when everyone's on the same side. And then you have judges who were appointed by Republican and Democratic presidents before Trump who are trying to go by the letter of the law. But when you have someone who just doesn't abide to the law because he doesn't have a fucking law degree, because he doesn't care he went to fucking Wharton, because he doesn't fucking care about, you know, what should and shouldn't be done, because he's bankrupt every business and has done nothing but become a big mark. Someone this morning, I was talking to someone at uh, getting coffee, and it's like, you know what? The one good thing what Trump is doing that, you know, stock markets are going up and everything. Well, no fucking shit because there's no regulations. Well, not only that, but let me tell you something about that stock market bullshit that, that, that gets on me when people go, oh, the markets are going up. Let me ask you a question, you son of a bitch. How much does the stock market going up really affect you? Are you a multi-billion dollar investor? Does the three points that the Dow move really affect your life? Or is that the kind of shit that you say to back up the fact that you voted for an asshole? You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, and, and, and that's what also kills me is like, you know, the S&P is, uh, you know, the New York stock. So you, you have all that. But what does that really mean? I, sure, it may show financial health. And that's great and all. But again, how does the derivative market actually apply to me? Exactly. That I don't own anything. Uh, I just, I, folks, we've been having some issues, so we're going to be ending the show a little bit earlier than we normally do. Uh, and we'll be back uh, either tomorrow or the next day with one of our longer episodes to get into some of these issues. But I just, AJ, man, I, I, I'm sitting here at home, and I, I legitimately don't want to check my phone anymore. Because I feel like at one point I'm going to check my phone, and the report, did you see what happened over the weekend at Mar-a-Lago? Oh, no, I try not to pay attention to what's down there at all. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what happened. 
they're sitting there. Do you have to? Yeah, I do, because you need to know about this, because this is one of those stories that's kind of getting, because of the Michael Flynn thing, this other almost as important story is getting ignored now, even though it got a lot of press yesterday. They're at Mar-a-Lago. He's with the Japanese ambassador, and instead of having dinner in like a private dining room with just them and their staffs, they're in the dining hall of the country club, which I've worked in those before, and let me tell you, the people who dine in a country club dining hall, wonderful people. They treat the staff great. And that was sarcasm for those who can't tell. <laughs> it's a bunch of old, rich, white people dealing with people they value as, as beneath them. That's what we're talking about here. And, and, and I'm telling you, man, they're sitting in there. They're having dinner in the main room. And North Korea knows that he's meeting with the Japanese ambassador. So they launch an intercontinental ballistic missile. You know, to test it, make sure it works, right? And the security staff runs and goes, hey, Mr. President and Mr. Ambassador, like, this shit just happened. And instead of going off to a private room or, you know, going to where the Secret Service has set up a protected area, nah, you know where he had a security briefing? In the dining room of the country club while people were taking pictures and photographing the guy who carries the nuclear football and identifying him on social media. So now he's not allowed to carry that anymore because now people know who that is because of that blatant breach in protocol. Right, okay. I'm just letting you know, that happened on Saturday where that could have been an issue. What if it had been a real nuclear launch? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's what scares me the most is... How many questions you say, I don't know, The an- is the answer? Yeah. Fuck. Like, we, we keep saying exhausting, tiring, whatever, but this shit just, it does not end. And, and, and it seems that it's not going to. And, you know, I, 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 it's February 14th. I honestly will be shocked if, if his administration makes it through May. But here's what's more concerning, I feel is that the more and more Trump is in office, um, I, will, I will say it right here, and I think I'll be the first one in any broadcast outlet that will uh, make exclusive. this prediction. It's an exclusive. Uh, I would venture to say that by year three, if not four, under his administration, if, if he goes that long, we will see a paranoid Trump because I can already tell that the more he's spending time in either situations rooms with all this intelligence information by going around the clock that a president, the president of the United States goes through on a daily basis that he's going to be paranoid and a paranoid Trump scares the fuck out of me. Yeah, no, that's a good point. More so than more so than a paranoid Nixon. Well, because a paranoid Nixon had experience. Yeah. But, I mean, I hate to know. say this to people. Richard Nixon, go back and look at his administration. There are a lot of problems, but there are positives. Even the worst presidents that we have, with the exception of, I think, of like Millard Fillmore, have positives in their administration. Jimmy Carter, there were no wars under Jimmy Carter. You know, like you, you can go back throughout history and look at these people and go the positives of the administration. Yeah, Bill Clinton got his dick sucked in the Oval Office and lied about it in front of Congress, but he also saw the largest economic expansion in, in, in post-war history. 
You know, you, you had George H.W. Bush, and you can say a lot of things about him socially and the fact that he was a elitist wasp from, from New England, but the dude had been in government for 40 years and was the former director of the CIA. He wasn't going to miss shit. Right. Donald Trump is a con man who ran a business and did it on a global level because, and look, you can call, he's a successful con man. So was P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum, though, was a much more successful con man because he never got called on his shit. Have you ever heard the story of Pink Salmon or White Salmon? Yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know, P.T. Barnum had, as part of his stuff that he owned for a while, owned a, a, a canning company that sold canned salmon. Salmon is pink. Due to some sort of fuck-up at a factory, the cans were filled with tuna, which is white fish. And rather than unpacking the cans and doing anything like that, he came up with a new label and called it White Salmon Guaranteed to Never Go Pink. And the thing sold like gangbusters and outsold uh, uh, canned salmon, which is where canned tuna comes from. Because white salmon was actually canned tuna. That's where that all started. That's that's that right there. That's a good con man, right? He he takes a bad situation and he makes it into a positive. Donald Trump takes bad situations, makes them worse, and profits off of them. And that's what he's trying to do right now with the media. He's trying to do that with the government. He has all of this bullshit that's lined up, and none of it takes away from the fact that honestly, honestly, what offends me the most is not Donald Trump himself. It really isn't. The, the man is is who he is. There is I, the one thing you got to give him. He does not really lie about what a piece of shit he is. In the way he doesn't think that he's a piece of shit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he knows he gets what he's doing. He's conscious of it. What pisses me off is the Kellyanne Conways, honestly, the Paul Ryans, because I I hated Paul Ryan's policies. I hated Paul Ryan's budgets and the fact that he seems to think that all black people and and poor people are just lazy. But whatever, at least Paul Ryan was a congressman who attempted to do things for his own community. You know, Mitch McConnell, we can talk shit all he wants, all we want about the dude, but the main reason he fights for coal for coal is because he he represents coal country. That's what you're supposed to do. Even the the, the worst politicians in American history Going back to Huey Long out of New Orleans or Andrew Jackson as President of the United States with the Trail of Tears and the horrible shit that he did to Native Americans, his motivation was to do good. Do you know what I'm saying? In his head, he there are people who do that. Donald Trump is in that same boat. But the problem is that the people who are around him, as you said at the beginning of the show, are sycophantic yes people or worse I, I truly believe, and I said this to my friends the other night, man, the, the most honest thing that I've seen on television about what a Trump administration is going to be like is the episode where John Goodman plays uh, Rex Tillerson of SNL, yeah. and him and Putin are going over a map of Crimea over where they're going to lay the oil pipes, and Vladimir Putin goes, well, if we kill out, if we clear out the villages here, we will be able to take pipeline directly through, and we'll be able to, and Tillerson goes, yeah, yeah, we can do that, we can even move the oil down here, and make it go through this section, and put, and Alec Baldwin as Trump goes over, and then afterwards we get Vanity Fair, like, yes, Donald, yeah, well, then afterwards we get Vanity, that's what I feel is happening. 
that the, the, the true people who were in business, who run those corporations that destroy the environment, that destroy people's lives and don't seem to give a shit, the ones who lobby for whistleblower laws that are draconian and stop people from being able to release information about companies that are doing truly terrible things, are now have, now have the run of the place. It's the, mm-hmm. the old expression, the inmates running the asylum. That's currently what's happening. They're deregulating everything. And people are and, and the people who support him, I've heard them referred to as trumpeteers. I like that one a lot. And I legitimately, oh, no, he should be able to do whatever he wants. Did you see the stat, by the way, that 30% of the population believes that Donald Trump should have the right to override judges? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but this is, this is the problem. This is the, this is the other, other true problem. People that get polled, as well as if we look at the election, um, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a very unpopular opinion, but people are stupid. Yeah, and and again, I don't can I and I hope people who know me know that I don't. Consider people dumb or intelligent. Having said that, I think it's very stupid that people want to see this. People want, you know, these deregulations and all that to side on this libertarian philosophy when it comes to economics. You don't understand what that is or means. You know, you, people want to see. A free market, but you don't know what a free market capitalism looks like. You really don't, and you don't want to see it. You don't, and a legitimately say, unregulated market would destroy the world in about a year. It would, and to say, well, it's better competition, but you don't know what competition is. I've seen competition. I've seen a small business buy up property so he won't have any competitors next to them, and they call that competition. That's not what competition is, you know. And to say things like, well, Trump should override any judiciary opinion or um, case law is a complete idiotic statement. Because what you're now saying is that you want to do away with checks and balances and constitutional rights and everything. So you're going to the very antithesis of what y'all Tea Party people have been advocating for eight years ago. Right. The 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 Christian-like belief that Jesus Christ gave us the Constitution. Right. And- so this is the problem, that people want to see this shit. People want to see the Trumps, the, um, what's his name, Price, who's the Health and Human Services um, Secretary now. Rick the- Perry. The Rick Perry's, the Betsy DeVos's, uh, or who I call Devros, who's a, a Doctor Who character, um, that they want to see these people because they've done great shit in their own respective roles. But again, you really do not understand when you say shit like this because you haven't educated yourselves, because you haven't taken the time out to actually listen to people or at least understand what you're saying and call that, you know, poor, the poor education system or just the lack of being self 
knowledge. But when you hear people from me and others who are trying to tell you what these things are and will give you the information that you want to see, but you're choosing not to do it, that's on you. Well, I'll give you and, a, I'll give you a, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, what I was going to say is that, you know, when, when we, when I say shit like Ayn Rand sucks, <laughs> I've read her shit. I understand what objectivism that she puts out there. I understand when she talks about uh, libertarianism because she saw Stalin's Russia and her philosophies as a reaction to that. I understand that. But when you're saying that Atlas Shrugged and Fountainhead should be the foundational work of our <clears throat> society, and you want to side with Milton Freeman and the University of Chicago School of Economics who believes in Austrian economics, which is free market and trickle-down economics, then you're, again, a complete idiot because you don't know what those things are or what the consequences is going to be. And we've seen this in Kansas. We're about to see it in Wisconsin. Iowa's pushing through legislation right now. Um, we're about to see it here in Illinois. Indiana's been doing it under Pence and everything. We have seen it through Rick Snyder and Michigan with Flint and everything. We've seen this. And you don't care because you don't give a shit. Anyone listening this long into the show, chances are you're the kind of person who, who does their own kind of research on stuff. But I, I think... AJ, like we said, we're going to end the show a little early today because this is more reactionary to what's going on. It is. Uh, but I do want to end with this. And it, it does go back to the Aaron Sorkin of the world. It's the American president. And it is the line, Americans, American citizenship is active citizenship. You've got to want it bad. You've got to do the work. And that does not just mean showing up and voting once every four years. Believe it or not, folks, it doesn't even mean voting every year in the election or in, in making sure that you hit your municipal elections, which we're going to do a piece on uh, uh, next week, AJ, because we got to get into just the fact that a lot of towns are coming up in March. They have their municipal elections, you know, for town mayor, controller, shit like that in their own small towns. Those matter. School board elections matter. The stuff that you don't think matters, matters. But you also have to do the work yourself. And under this administration, yeah, I hate to break it to you, going on your social media and reading the stuff that you agree with is not enough anymore. If you see a news story that you agree with or disagree with, but it's it's something that you find interesting, you've got to do more. you got to Google, at the very least, Google that topic. Figure out what website you're on and where does the money come from. I had a guy yesterday send me a message telling me that, uh, what was the hell was it? You'll love it, AJ. It was one of those great conspiracy jokes. It was um, five times transgendered people have assaulted somebody in a bathroom. Five times. Five times that they can find uh, as, as, as sites in California or something. And I looked at the website, and it was from the Daily Wire. So you go into the Daily Wire. Who funds it? Oh, it's funded by a Republican think tank. I wonder if they have an agenda in this in this thing that they're promoting. And then, but here's the here's the first. Honestly, AJ, I think people need to start with this. Maybe what we're asking is too much. So here's the question: Every yeah. story that you hear in the news, yeah. ask yourself this questions, people: Who makes money off of this? How does this assume the worst of every story? 
and then assume that somebody is trying to use that as marketing or for an agenda and try to figure out how they're making money from it. And I swear to God, if you look into it long enough, you'll find it. And that's when you need to get worried because that's what's happening right now under a Trump administration. AJ, we're going to end this thing right now. Is there anything you want to say to the people, again, with the National Security Advisor resigning because he was going to get blackmailed by a foreign state? Anything you'd like to add? Say, perchance to dream. Um, again, I, I usually end this with any speaking engagement I do and when I write to the various outlets that I write for. Uh, if you truly want to see um, a future worthy of your dreams, then you have to act now because the time is now. It's, it's, it, it, it's not yesterday. It's, it's, it wasn't the day before that or a month ago. It, it's right now. And we've said it before. A lot of us have said, you know, it's, it's this president. It's this administration. It's this Congress. No, this is the actual thing to get involved with right now. Because if your future is about, you know, having equality, having freedom wanting to um, access certain things, education, health care, better infrastructure, clean water, clean water, um, a better environment, hopefully to quell um, certain things. There's some things that are out of our reach at this point, but at least we could save our water, our land, animals. Um, If you want that kind of future, the time is now. The time is to organize. It's not to create other political parties. It's to get involved with things that are going on right now. There are things underway right now, and you can get involved with that. And if you want to know more, you know you can always Facebook message me about what those things are and everything. There's a, um, there's a website out there I'd recommend people go to if you want to get in, involved at the local level. It's called Indivisible. Uh, they're doing some great stuff. If you're here in Chicago, uh, communityactivist.org is a website that a friend of ours put together, uh, communityactivistcalendar.org, that a friend of ours put together that will let you know where there are uh, meetings of different groups that you may or may not want to be a part of, uh, that will let you know where to go with that. Like AJ said, you can message him. He'll let you know. If you're downstate, by the way, if you're listening to this downstate and you want to get involved in the state capitol, really reach out to AJ. He's got a lot of contacts down there. He goes to Springfield a lot to fight the good fight. So if you're, if you're downstate or you're traveling downstate and you want to be involved, reach out to AJ. He'll be able to. He's AJ Signary on Facebook. Uh, and honestly, I don't, I don't remember your Twitter handle, AJ. What's your Twitter um, it's just speak true T-R-O, T-R-U, excuse me, power. Uh, it's just my um, organization, Speaking Truth of Power. That's our Twitter handle. But you can also go to speakingtruthpower.org um, to see where I'm speaking next, the projects that we have and everything. Uh, if you happen to be in the Clinton, Iowa area this Saturday from 11 to 1, I'll be doing a workshop on for those who want to know about community organizing. And um, there's still details in the works, but I'm going to be doing a um, eight-city tour around the United States on the very thing I just mentioned about, you know, that the time is now. Um, I'll be going to these cities. I'll be going to Denver, Detroit, um, looking at Los Angeles. Um, but there's other cities. But as soon as I know more, I will let you know on a, on a future 
podcast episode. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so I guess our advice for this week with everything that's going on, do your own research, keep an open mind, act, uh, organize, be, be willing to listen to other people, um, realize that your issue may not always be the most pressing issue to other people, uh, but most importantly, resist now, resist later, resist until there's no need to resist any longer. And fight for the, and I guess, AJ, your point is well taken, too. Fight for the future that you want. Uh, don't let anybody else dictate to you what your future is going to be. And that is what a dictatorship is. And that is what this man is trying to do. Uh, AJ, say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. This has been Out Front with AJ and Nick here on the Chicago Podcast Network. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Again, you can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Shytown Podcast One. And you can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. Uh, sorry for the swearing. We're both upset. We're both angry and uh, are tired of feeling like this. So resist today, resist tomorrow. Resist always. We're out. You have been listening to the Chicago Podcast Network.